Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley, and we're the Theme Parkettes. Find out more about us, our store, our vacation planning services, and more at themeparkettes.com. Welcome to season two of the Theme Parkettes podcast. Season two. Season two. It's so good to be back behind the microphones. So um, I don't think that either of us were specifically planning to take a break, right? Uh, No. No, but that was not the plan. Sort of after the fact, we were like, that was the finale with Eddie Newquist. (laughs) It was an amazing episode. And that'll be our season one finale. Well, the timing of it just kind of worked out because we were in this weird place where, you know, we had been through nine months of pandemic world and we had just canceled our trip and we didn't have Mm -hmm. one on like we didn't know we didn't know what was happening and so it felt kind of it just felt kind of strange because it was like any sort of conversations we were going to have felt like they would be about wearing masks at the parks and social distance and it just felt like it would have been helpful in the moment but yeah but like we still want people to be able to listen to our podcast no matter what year it is and you know we're always trying to you know, our tagline is even trying to help you have the best theme park experience possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just didn't feel right at the time. No. But now it feels, well, now right. It feels right. We are we are so ready. We have so many things to talk about. Oh my goodness. Let's um like quickly, like 30 seconds, just catch everybody up on what's been going on with us during our little hiatus. Uh okay. So the TLDR, um, I uh, am still here on the East Coast. Um, I totally changed uh, my day job profession in the middle of a pandemic, totally changed industries, um, but it's been great. And I weirdly, like I doubled down on my travel business, which to most people sounds kind of wild. But I think one of the things was people were feeling wanderlusty. Is that a word? I don't know if that's a word. Yes, I'm going to make it a word. Totally. And were just itching, right? To like put something on the books or at least feel like they were planning something, even if it didn't mean that they were traveling for another 18 months. It was like, I just need to have something to look forward to outside of my home. And I got got a bunch of new clients, um, not just even theme park clients, but just general people who were traveling to all sorts of places. So since then, I mean, literally since January, which is when we released the last episode, I have booked trips for clients to Nashville, to the Bahamas, to Turks and Caicos. Um, I have one client going to Greece. I have another client um, that just went to a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours. I should say a friend of yours that you introduced me to. Just went to um, Pigeon Forge and went to Dollywood. Um, You know, I've had folks call me for all sorts of things uh, to set up. And then, of course, have also booked Disney Cruises many Disney World trips, uh, a couple Disneyland trips. And so it's been really uh, like busy. <laughs> like my yeah. business is actually by the numbers triple. Whoa. I, didn't, I don't think I realized yeah, that. Yeah, I've done triple the business in seven months than I did in my f- last full year of doing travel. Congratulations. Thanks. That's yeah. amazing. 
Me? Um, I'm still living on the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> auditions and filming are picking back up finally, which I'm Yay. obviously hopeful about and excited about. Our Etsy shop, The Theme Park Ets. Uh, I put a lot of time and effort into that during the pandemic. And mm -hmm. uh, apparently people like to buy things for their house when they're stuck in their house. And <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? And Who knew? business on the theme park Ed's, uh, Etsy store tripled. <laughs> See? Triple it, the business. It, triple the business for everybody. For all the time that I wasn't having auditions or filming anything, uh, I was just doing a lot of doormat painting. And I also uh, started... This is kind of random, but I started, I've always been a collector of vintage theme park things and like a fan of like finding like funky, cool, like vintage theme park tickets and, and things like that. Well, during the pandemic, I looked for it. I like actively searched auction sites and eBay and oh, did that whole thing and amassed quite a collection of for myself but i also uh started flipping those around and getting them into the hands of other people who love them so i uh, put those up for a while some of them went on ebay now most of them are on the etsy store too because it's you know it's already there so i figured okay. I'd put them on there and people can so wait can we talk about this for like one second yeah what is the craziest like best <laughs> thing that you found and you can only pick well, one thing because I know oh. like you have a list. You have to pick one. I'm going to have to go with there was a cast member estate sale and I was able to grab all of the opening day of Epcot merch that they gave to the cast members, including a button and a pamphlet and a map from the opening day of oh Epcot, gosh, October 1st, 1982. Uh, as a huge Epcot fan and a fan of all things vintage Epcot, I was losing my mind over the fact of like what the countries actually were when they opened and the plans that they had to have mm -hmm. like an Israel pavilion. There was a lot of things that were in that booklet that we were like, what? Yeah. They so were going to do what? It was educational <laughs> on top of being just like a nerdy thing that I was absolutely thrilled to have. So that was sort of how I kept myself still in, you know, the theme park, my headspace. And uh, the other thing that kind of happened during the pandemic was I started a TikTok for the theme park ads. So if you're on TikTok, check out at theme park ads. The very first video I posted was about going to the Disneyland Kennel Club and it blew up. And I got all these crazy followers. And so I started just like posting little videos of our previous adventures. And now I post there like once a day and we've got a lot of followers. So it's really fun. Check us out over there if you want like a little daily dose of theme park ads. In between Your podcasts. first TikTok video went viral. Yeah. We were on Yahoo. I mean, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, that's we're right. On, By the way, Yahoo, Yahoo picked it up. People had a lot of things to say about it. Some people, I just want to clear the air. Can I clear the air about this? Yeah. For anybody go for who it. found us from TikTok and is now here on our podcast, um, I think that there are just some negativity in the comments because people were saying that I am supporting leaving a dog in a kennel all day. That's not what the Disneyland Kennel Club is. That's not what the Six Flags Kennel Club is. That's not what the Universal one is. What they are is they are for people, especially locals, who are going to come and spend 16 hours in a theme park and don't want to leave their dog home alone. Mm -hmm. And so what a kennel club does is you're able to put your dog in there and you are required, but also you should anyway, 
to visit your dog at least once every four hours, which at Disneyland is not really that hard to do because it's, you know, the two parks are walking distance and it's right at the front entrance of the park. And so if you cannot get a dog sitter, if your dog is a puppy like mine and doesn't, you know, I don't think any dog really should be left alone for 16 hours on their own completely. I mean, what about food? What about water? What about being let out? Maybe you have that situation set up for your dog at the, but for people who don't, it's only $20 a day at Disneyland. And that was all I was saying is that for local people, this is a good, or for people RVing, traveling Mm -hmm, with their dog, mm -hmm. please don't leave your dogs in hot cars. Please don't leave them home for too long. This is a great option for some people. A lot of people thought I I was a dog abuser by (laughs) saying that there's a kennel club at some theme park. So, and I I I think even one of the one-star reviews on our podcast is from someone who was mad about that TikTok, honestly. It is it is Disneyland owned. Does anybody actually think that Disneyland is going to have something that they build and own and operate on their property that isn't at minimum a good place to put your dog? Like, right. <laughs> like that's not that that would be like the first. I mean, think about how crazy we are as Disney fans. That would be like the first thing what? that people would start complaining about you know what i mean it's air conditioned they can't hear the fireworks in there it's a really great place it's a good option if you don't have any other option than of that versus leaving your dog home alone for 16 hours every dog is different every family is different every dog is different but also um to that person who i think is the person who gave us a one-star review Um, please understand where I was coming from. And also to everybody else listening, if you could offset that by giving us a nice (laughs) review. (laughs) I only think that it's true because it like happened like right as it was going viral. No, I mean, people were giving me a lot of negativity. So anyway, so that's, uh, (laughs) that's been the two of us. But now we're back. We are so excited. We have so many podcasts coming for you we are so excited but of course if you have anything that you specifically want to hear about or learn about please reach out to us and yeah but we are excited to tell you first and foremost the very first thing that we did once we were both vaccinated fully was ashley planned us a long weekend in orlando are you surprised Mm -hmm. (laughs) are you surprised listeners zero surprises the two of us we had a girls trip, a girls weekend, and it was phenomenal. We stayed on Disney property. Yep. We did uh, all four main Disney parks yeah. in two days. Yeah. So we know a lot of people are considering going to Florida on a family <laughs> vacation. So why not jump back in and just tell you all about our trip? We have reviews of the hotel we stayed at and the restaurants and the drinks and the food and all of our hot tips and tricks. Um, and of course, how we did four parks in two days with the planning of Ashley Burke. Mm-hmm. Ashley. Mm-hmm. You planned this trip so perfectly, so well. We had these basically two days. We got in on a Thursday night. We had fun on Friday. Then we did four parks in two days. Uh, where did you start your planning from? <laughs> well, I started my planning from uh, from two places. Uh, and it just is, I feel like it's kind of one of those things that we have to just acknowledge that this just worked out this way. Um, most, I wouldn't, I normally would not plan a trip with this short notice. I mean, literally... You were planning to go to Florida to see see your family. And yeah. I was starting my new job. And so we were kind of both in this place where we we're like, we could make this work. You booked your trip. I think it was like four weeks, five weeks before we actually yeah. went to Disney. Before I yep. was like, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> so yeah. 
all that to say is like, I don't normally advise that, but also you can do it. Like it, it is possible to do if you have a short turnaround time. So the first thing I thought about was, okay, where are we staying? Like, what's our budget, right? Because you were traveling, I would be driving down there. And I also knew that we were going to be in the the resort zero minutes. <laughs> like we were literally going to just be sleeping. So yeah. it didn't really, we didn't really need anything special. We just needed a place to sleep. But also knowing that our goal was to hit all four parks within two days, I wanted to be strategic about it. And so my suggestion to you, as I suggest to a lot of people, was, what do you think about staying at Pop Century? Because it had a couple of the things that I was hope like looking for as part of this strategy. Number one, it was affordable. Affordable, yeah. yeah. Um, number two, it the rooms had just been refurbished in the past couple of years. So, you know, they were newer. Uh, number three, it's on the Skyliner route which meant that we had a much easier way to get to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Uh, and number four, it also had um, the pool and the quick service on site. And, uh, you know, they were open late. And then also we could walk over to Art of Animation if we wanted to eat there. So, like, we had a bunch of options. I think it's also important to mention that besides Hollywood Studios and Epcot, also the Skyliner can take you to the boardwalk. And, um, you know, that was important to us as well. So, yeah, yeah Sorry, I, I mean, wanted to throw that in there, too. <laughs> well, the nice thing about the Skyliner going to the International Gateway is that it's not actually inside Epcot. So you can go, you have access to the boardwalk, you have access to the Yacht and Beach Club right there to walk around. And so, yeah, I mean, it gave us, having the Skyliner just gave us uh, additional access to a bunch of other properties and therefore what those properties offered in a much easier way than if we stayed somewhere else. Uh, yeah, and then to make our hotel reservation, I think a lot of people don't know this, but for you to tell me that uh, it was only really a $200 deposit mm -hmm. kind yeah. of blew my mind. Yeah, so that's the thing. I think a lot of people, I think you're right, I think a lot of people don't realize this. I think they think that with Disney, you have to pay for the whole trip up front. And that does apply, but it only applies within a certain window of time if you're planning your trip and then traveling. You know, like if you're, planning it today and traveling tomorrow, yeah, you'll have to pay for the whole thing yeah. right now. But, you know, if you're planning, you know, a year from now, you can secure your room and your tickets, your package, with a $200 deposit per room. So if you're doing a bunch of rooms, you would need one for each one, um, which is fully refundable unless you've paid your trip in full or up to a certain date. So it was just yeah. easy because basically while we were trying to figure out if I was coming, if you were going to go without me, I was just like, let's put the deposit down, secure the room and the park reservation so we have them. And if something changes, it's a lot easier for us to make those changes versus waiting, waiting, waiting. And then suddenly we are staying at a resort that is a little out of our price range. Right. So we had five nights, basically, right? Yep. There's right. No, you stayed, you stayed Monday night nights. too. Oh, I yeah. did. Yeah. Five yeah. nights and um, two days of park hoppers is what we had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've, I found it to be pretty affordable. I mean, I'm sure prices change all the time. So we probably can't talk about that. But so I, I really wasn't expecting a lot from the hotel. I stayed at the All Stars back in the early aughts. 
and uh, was not impressed. And that was kind of what I was. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be loud. I was expecting it to just kind of be generic and kind of like motel rooms and really far (laughs) to walk. And yes, that resort is huge. It is massive. But you want to know something? I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. I thought the updates, What I didn't see the old rooms, but the updates to these rooms were fantastic. The beds were super comfortable. We had a room with, um, it was basically two queen-size beds. One of them was a table that like folds like a, like a Murphy bed. When it's mm-hmm. up, it's a table that you can work at with like plugs and everything. And then it's down as a bed. And it was super easy. I was able to do it by myself with my scrawny arms on my it was own. such a gift, me rolling in at 2 a.m. being like, oh, my bed is already available. This is great. <laughs> I loved um, the bathroom was like, everything was just mm-hmm. nice. It still had, it had, it still had all of the Disney spa H2O products, which we love. Um, the nice like light up mirror with the, what do they call that with like the makeup light, you know, and then mm-hmm. the little side fold out thing and just uh, everything was just it was surprisingly big and the coffee. Ma- yeah, I just I loved it. I and loved so it. And much I, storage is so much storage under so bed storage, storage, too, which you almost never get. Um, so I was able to slide my huge suitcase under there, which was nice. And um, yeah, I really liked it. And it wasn't too far for you to walk from the parking lot. And it wasn't no. too far for us from the shuttles. I'm sure that depends on where you're you're located. But our hot tip <laughs> was, was something that Ashley said. She's like, we need to stay near the yeah. Skyliner. So yeah, well, and that's something we talk about or I talk about, I should say, with a lot of my clients that are going where, you know, there there is there's different room categories at every Disney resort. And those room categories are just based on preference, based on location, based on access and views. And so, you know, I felt like we knew we wanted to get to the Skyliner. We knew we wanted to have the path of least resistance to get there. Like we didn't have to walk 20 minutes to get there. So it was super important that we stayed near the Skyliner. And you can do that if you are, you know, when you're looking at rooms, I mean, you have to be kind of thoughtful about it and look at the maps and things like that. But you can also stay in a preferred room and a preferred room um, is more centrally located. And so that puts you closer to Classic Hall, which is where the quick service is and the front desk and the pool uh, is right outside there, the main pool. But it also puts you really close to the Skyliner station as well. And I mean, in terms of it being me expecting it to be a generic hotel, this hotel was so cute with all the different decades. And there were just so many like photo, like we took a photo in front of like the jukebox area. We took a photo. Mm-hmm. There's like a computer. There's different pools. Everything is themed really, really cute. Um, being near the Skyliner was just clutch and super important. I actually really liked the dining. Um, I did, I did eat at that dining hall, I think almost every day I was, uh, and what they had that was so great was mobile order. I'm in my room. It's, you know, morning. I just woke up. I mobile ordered myself some Mickey waffles and said, I'm here. And by the time I walked down there, they were waiting for me. And these are gluten-free Mickey waffles. So that was great to be able to have that and my coffee and be able to mobile order from my room. Phenomenal. 
Uh, also, can we talk about the gift shop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have, mm-hmm. That seems like a small thing. Like, oh, they have a cute gift shop. No, they have like a whole Disney store. I mean, everything that you could get in the pl- the park, I think. A lot of exclusive things. Not everything. But, you know, a lot of the, the main things that you could get in the park, a lot of exclusive things were all at the gift shop. And also, as we found out, alcohol. There was alcohol <laughs> in the gift shop. Like a full-on, like, once upon a vine mm-hmm wine they had all these different types of wine they would open it for you right there uh different like liquors and i guess this is normal for disney but i was just like whoa like that's a whole the whole you know besides the bars which you know eventually close it was like oh there's a gift shop that you can get alcohol and bring back to your room which we totally took advantage of thanks florida (laughs) um for a very specific reason um we also learned you can mobile order alcohol because we also did that which we will yep. get to. But yeah, oh I mean, God. it was great. So fun. It was mm-hmm. so great. We had, like, I would totally stay there again. 110%. So yeah. yeah. It was awesome. I stayed on the, I slept on the Murphy bed and it was insanely comfortable. Yeah, that's so right. You did. I just want to make that clear. Like, lots of USB. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's, free. you know, no, it was really comfortable. Yeah. USB ports yeah. everywhere. I just couldn't get over the storage. The storage, bl- because here are two women who uh who bring a lot of um overpack <laughs> no i was going to say that we we travel with a lot of accoutrements as you would say mm-hmm. a lot of uh flair mm-hmm. with w- what we bring um <laughs> and therefore i have a lot of stuff and we didn't have any issues like we weren't no. fighting over space we weren't yeah you know it was great it was great. I was I definitely great. loved Pop Century Resort, and I if that is in your price range, uh, and you want to stay at a Disney resort, and and that's where you can afford, you will not be disappointed. I really no. don't think so. And honestly, even if it's like, even if you're thinking about you know a moderate or a deluxe, if you're the kind of family, if you know like you're not going to be hanging out in the room, like if you know like we literally sure. are in the room to shower and sleep, this is a perfect option because you don't need a lot right if that's the way you travel if you're literally uh we get up we shower and we're on the like out in the parks come back and sleep kind of family this is perfect if you're planning Mm -hmm. on spending some time in the room like if you're gonna go back and take naps or if you're gonna um you know have a more leisurely Walt Disney World vacation I do think it's probably not the best option just because you know they the rooms are not huge um and if you have one of the bed if you have the murphy bed pulled down you eliminate the table so you know seating is at a at a premium um but yeah if you're gonna just literally use it for a sleeping space it's great so um let's talk about uh how we did four parks in two days (laughs) and how we organized that Okay, so the thought process around this was, number one, we looked at the park hours of which parks were going to be open when, so that we knew we would capitalize on the parks open the latest in the second half of each day, right, to get the most hours. Mm-hmm. We also um, talked through kind of what our our both of our priorities were in terms of each park, like what did we want to do, and therefore needed to go to a park on the early side. So in spe- specifically, the two main things we both wanted to do that were like top priority list were Rise of the Resistance and Flight of Passage. And so in both of those cases, 
we knew that we had to get to the park. Like we had to be there at rope drop. Well, I knew we had to be there at rope drop. I had to nudge you, <laughs> nudge you along. But And the big thing uh, that happened for me on this trip is that I am now officially a rope dropper. I yeah, but am we have to talk from, about how we got you now there. Because... But let, right, let's talk about how we got there. Yeah. So, Literally. okay. So we, that was our strategy was like, all right, we have two days. We have to start each day, one day at Hollywood Studios, one day at Animal Kingdom. We also knew that getting a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance is challenging, to say the least. So our theory was, okay, since we have park hoppers, if we do Hollywood Studios on Saturday morning and we don't get the first round of boarding groups, then we will go to, we'll still go there. We'll wait for the afternoon drop. If we don't get it there, then we know that we'll at least start there the next morning, Sunday morning, and then go to the other park. So like we had a plan, right. like a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. And we also knew with Animal Kingdom, we just had to get there early so that we weren't waiting in line for three hours, which was really the, the big thing there. So that right. meant that Saturday and Sunday, we just decided Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And knowing knowing that we didn't have any plans initially Monday morning, Epcot on Sunday night made the most sense. <laughs> Because we didn't have to yeah. get, we didn't have to get up early on Monday. <laughs> in case there was drinking around it's the world just involved, just like know. in the scenario where we might want to have some drinks at Epcot, like, which is you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, it's just like was something to be thoughtful of. So yeah, so to be clear, Saturday was Hollywood Studios Magic Kingdom, mm -hmm. Sunday was Animal Kingdom Epcot. And if you're trying, if Rise of the Resistance and Flight of Passage are important to you, our hot tip is to. You know, depending on what time of year you go and the hours of the parks then. But for us, that made the most sense to be able to get both of those things in our trip. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Let us know if it doesn't make sense and if you want any more info on that. Also, yeah. I don't want to go too far into the virtual queues here. There's just been a lot of coverage of that. That being mm -hmm. said, our TikTok has covered it very well. <laughs> so, yes. in fact, I have a whole thing on like how to get a virtual queue and how I got two in one day. So go ahead and check out our TikTok if you're looking for that one. I'll actually link it in the show notes as well. And spoiler alert, we we got a rise boarding. Group. Obviously, we got it. Um, who are you <laughs> so, talking to here? I we mean, had like the two, yeah. we had the theme parkettes on this. Let's go. <laughs> Other things we planned before we went were coordinating our outfits. Well, okay, of and let's, course. I need to. I also need to say that, like, this is part of the reason why we also picked pop and being on the Skyliner was because I knew that we were both going to want to change outfits between parks. <laughs> And I literally that might said, be us specific. That's totally an us specific thing. But I remember saying to you, I was like, I need you to trust me on this because I'm telling you, it will literally take us less than 10 minutes to get from Hollywood Studios back to Pop for us to change our outfits and go to Magic Kingdom. Like, this is a yep, better right. decision than packing all of our stuff, schlepping it in a backpack, getting a locker. Like, this this was the choice and it ended up working out great because it was so hot <laughs> yeah that we were both able to take like literal quick cool off showers yep. re reapply yep. sunscreen while we change like it it worked out perfectly and we looked so cute at every so part. cute <laughs> all so of our cute. pictures are amazing <laughs> so cute uh what was driving there like for you i you know i know you are <laughs> you were really um encouraging and trying to get me to fly here's my thing i love to drive uh, and i hate to fly but that being said i would rather 
be in a car and be in control of in control of like what I can do. Like if I have to stop and use the restroom, if I'm hungry and I want to get something, if like I just like the option of doing that versus flights, which in theory, if everything is running smoothly, you get on a plane, you get there, but like delays can happen. Cancellations can happen, right? Like to me, the the con of flying was a much bigger pain and also would have just impacted our trip and plans a lot more than me just getting in the car and driving, you know, seven and a half hours. Do you have any tips for people who are planning on doing the drive to Orlando? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I would say like, regardless of where you're coming from, definitely, you know, so I rent a car when I drive. I actually don't drive my car. I know that that probably sounds like a crazy additional expense, but for me, I'd rather put the wear and tear on a rental car than put it on my own. Um, and the other nice thing about rental cars is like, if for some reason your rental car breaks down and you call a rental car company, they'll send up, they'll replace it. Like they'll send somebody oh, out yeah, versus if that. you're, yeah. Versus if you're in your car, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of, yeah. So my tips would definitely be, you know, plan your route ahead of time, know where you're going, definitely download ways. Um, we, we are both big fans of, yeah. of Waze or Patrick Wazy as we call him mm-hmm. and, um, you know, utilize it. Um, my other hot tip, if, especially if you're going to rent a car, is if you are a pop socket person like I am, get one of the uh, air vent pop socket clips that you can put your pop socket in on your phone because Ooh. every rental car is different, right? Of like where you could stick your phone and see it. But almost every car has air vents that are in like the front and the middle of the car. And they're cheap. They're like 14 bucks and you can, they're small and you can travel with them wherever you go. Um, And then that gives you an opportunity to like keep your phone on. So you are watching the navigation and not anything else, obviously. That's probably good for people who fly in and rent a car too. Yeah. I mean, it's just a good, like I have a literal, because I am who I am. I have like a literal bag of like things that are just for like when I rent a car. Oh, this is what this is. I have an extra, you know, charger. Um, like there's a thing of tissues in there. Like it's just stuff that normally exists in my car that I would have to take out of my car, put in another car. That's like, that's a pain. I just yeah. would rather have a little like to go bag. So that's one of my hot tips. What about driving around Disney? What did you think of all of that? I like driving around Disney. I mean, I, I like having the ability to do it. I like knowing that if for some reason, you know, one of us, like something happened and one of us like needed something from the pharmacy that like I could jump in the car and like run down the street to CVS. You know what I mean? So um, right. I definitely think it's a I don't choice. I think we really used it now that I'm thinking we of didn't. it. We didn't. Yeah. We only did it on the, on the last day. But, you know, having it there, first, like I'm driving anyway. the shuttles anyway. were really long, we could yeah. have always taken your car or taken an Uber. Mm-hmm. Actually, Uber mm-hmm. is really good. Uh, and yeah. Lyft is really good in Orlando. Absolutely. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that I consider like sunk costs. Now, I will say the one thing to keep in mind is if you are renting a car and driving or if you're driving and staying, uh, there are parking fees. So you will have to pay parking fee and it does get um, billed to your room. So even if you've paid for your room in advance, you'll have a secondary charge after you check out for the number of nights that you stayed there. The other thing is that you, if you're paying to have your car there, like you were paying the parking fee, and you drive to a theme park, you don't have to pay the theme park. Oh, well, that's so nice. yeah, because you're already technically paying to park your car. Oh, 
Well, that's good. If that makes sense. I didn't so that. just something. A lot of people are like, oh, but then I have to pay to park in Magic Kingdom. You don't. You actually literally, you just roll up and you're like, I'm staying at X Resort. And they scan your Magic Band and they are like, yes, you are. And then you just go. It's great. So um, let's go through our our timeline of how everything yeah. that will help us uh, sort of remember and give you our tips and tricks and things that we learned and reviews of things we did. Uh, so Thursday night, I got there. I went to Disney Springs, um, which is a great way to kick off, I think, a Disney trip. Um, I took the shuttle there from the hotel after I checked in. Uh, as a gluten-free person, I went and got in line at Aaron McKenna's and got myself some bakery items to be able to have for breakfast throughout the weekend. Um, and I rode the Skyliner for the first time. And that was where I learned... Which, how did I not know this, that you can't take it round trip? <laughs> like, you can take it round trip, but you can't stay on and take it round trip. So where I failed was, it was like 9 o'clock at night. The Skylander was closing at 10. I mean, these are crazy early hours during, you know, May and whatever. So uh, the Skylander was closing. So I was like, oh, this will be great. How long does it take to get there? 20 minutes and then 20 minutes back? Perfect. So I took it from Pop Century, which is like the furthest that you can go, all the way to Epcot, which is the furthest, the International Gateway. And they make you get off at Epcot. You cannot stay on and just turn around, which meant that as all these people were exiting the park on Thursday night, they were forming this massive Skyliner line. And I had to get off, get back in line to get back on the Skyliner and go back to my hotel, which I felt really silly about. So uh, that was a little bit of a fail on my part. It's not round trip. Uh, Ashley got in uh, pretty late at night on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. We went right to bed. We were like, hi, I haven't seen you. Oh my God, I miss you. Bye. Good night. Friday, yeah. uh, we started the day once again at, on the Skyliner and we went over to Boardwalk to see Sparkly Nicole, which was awesome. Yeah. I had breakfast with Nicole and... We just sat out on the patio or the balcony, whatever you want to call it, the veranda outside of the yacht club with iced coffees in these like rocking chairs and so just chatted. Nice. And it was so lovely and nice. Just such a great way to start the day. And it's like one of my favorite things that if you have time at Disney, you make time to kind of have those like quieter, slower moments. It was just really it was really lovely. It was lovely. Lunch, we had reservations at one of my must-do places, which is Beaches and Cream, because I am an ice cream person. I believe we did <laughs> uh, lunch and Sundays that were the sides of our head, and we each had our own separate one. Uh, that was basically, could have been my one meal yeah. of the day. But then, of course, we also had the <laughs> most humongous meal uh, of maybe of the trip that later that night. So it kind of blows my mind to think that we had those two meals in one day. We took the shuttle to Disney Springs once again, walked around and shop and met some of our friends at Art Smith's Homecoming that we also had a reservation mm. at. So the restaurant is Art Smith is the chef and Homecoming is like the southern, southern inspired home cooking, fried chicken and but gorgeous. I had shrimp and grits and oh my gosh, the Florida Crush. I got the drink that was called the Florida Crush. Tito's vodka, oranges, agave, strawberries. Oh my gosh, we had deviled eggs. It was so good. It was unreal delicious. So and good. the one thing Ashley did to surprise me, which I didn't even know about, obviously, because I had gone to Erin McKenna's <laughs> the day before, was she had pre-ordered Erin McKenna's gluten-free cupcakes to be sent to the table at Art Smith's Homecoming. Can you tell everybody how you did that? 
<laughs> how I did it and then how it like actually worked out. So you can you can order um, Aaron McKenna's uh, stuff online for pickup. So like, here's a fun fact, you don't have to wait, if you know what you want, you don't have to wait in that line. You can pre-order it a couple days before, and then you just go in and pick up an online order. So I had heard uh, through through the Disney grapevine that Erin McKenna's also did deliveries to the restaurants at Disney Springs because uh, Amaret's Patisserie also does that. They deliver Mickey cakes, nice. like the Mickey cakes, the dome cakes, like really pretty ones, but they, they're not a dedicated gluten-free bakery. Homecoming had like a very limited dessert menu, which I'm sure was delicious, but it didn't have anything gluten-free on it. Uh, and so this was just like the perfect way to do this. So I ordered them online. Actually, I emailed them and ordered them. And the whole the whole thing was that they were, <laughs> they were supposed to deliver them to the restaurant. They had our dining reservation name, the number, everything. Well, unfortunately, I think we walked right up at the time the guy was delivering them. So we were walking up to the host stand to get our table. Yeah. And he was like, Ashley Berg? And then we were like, Ugh. And that's how the, the surprise was a little spoiled ahead of time. But it didn't matter. It was, su- it was super sweet yeah. and sweet and wonderful. The meal, I cannot recommend Homecoming enough. Definitely make reservations. In fact, everything that we're going to tell you that we did in terms of food, we made reservations for way, mm-hmm. and by we, I mean Ashley, made them <laughs> way in advance. And I absolutely recommend doing this because we just had phenomenal food the whole time. We were a little like, well, what if we want to cancel? Then it was like, okay, we would just cancel. Who cares? Instead, it was like we had reservations, we had places to go, and any place at Disney Springs, you're absolutely going to want to make a reservation for those oh, restaurants. Yeah. 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 100%. I think it surprises people when they don't make one and they realize that they're they have a lot of not a lot of choices. Like, yeah. It's just worth making the reservation for sure. And just do it on your uh, My Disney Experience app. Absolutely. Um, and keep checking back on those and do them. You can make reservations pretty far out in advance. So when you're booking your trip, start thinking about the order of what you're going to do in one order and start making those reservations at places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about homecoming? You had like the ribs and chicken. We had a bunch of things on the table. So I got to try a couple different things, but I had ordered... The chicken sandwich, which was the fried chicken sandwich, was it yeah. was delicious. Also had some of the um, short ribs, which were amazing. I mean, literally, there wasn't a single thing. Like, I don't even like fried green tomatoes, and the fried green tomatoes were yeah. Awesome. Everybody so, at our table was raving. The yeah, views are beautiful. You're like right on like the there's like a little bit of water there, the springs, if you will, and we just had a nice view and a great time. And the staff, the servers, everybody was phenomenal. Can't say enough nice things. Yeah. It was awesome. So let's get to our park days. So Saturday morning, we woke up. We were ready to do the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. We got up. We were ready. We did it. 6.58. Refresh. Click, click, click. <laughs> did all the right things. Follow our TikTok <laughs> to find out more about this. And I got the Rise of the Resistance boarding passes yeah. from outside our hotel room. Totally nailed it. We were on the Skyliner by 7.50. We walked in at 8.15 a.m. to Hollywood Studios. I just want to say this because some people have asked about using, like putting your tickets on your Apple Watch. I didn't mm-hmm. love doing that. That was You had a Magic Band from a previous trip. I didn't buy a Magic Band right away. I was like, I'm just going to use my Apple Watch. And I honestly didn't 
love using it because you had to click you the Apple Watch a couple times and if it darkens out then you have to go all the way back in and I was like in line like trying to get it to scan and then it closed out and then the people behind me are waiting and I just was like it just caused me too much anxiety it was great as a room key for a minute but but to do your ticket into the park I found it to be too stressful um, so I would not recommend doing that. I just wanted to say that. So I did end up buying a magic band in the park. And in fact, I got like a slap bracelet magic band <laughs> that had like the little, what do you call it? Like medallion? The, the disc, uh, yeah. The little, yeah. The disc, yeah, on the slap bracelet. And I slid it off the slap bracelet and put it on my Apple Watch. So I was still able to technically use my Apple Watch. But I just used it as like the band, you know, and it didn't feel any different than wearing my Apple Watch every day. So. That's just my little, uh, my little tip there. We rope dropped rock and roller coaster with your amazing rock and roller coaster ears. Oh my gosh, they were so great. Uh, we were on that ride by t- by eight twenty five. This is what we're talking yeah. about, people. This is what we this- were talking about. Was like we got there, we got on the Skyliner, walked in fifty. We got that on the Skyliner seven fifty, and we were on rock and roller it? coaster. Yeah, girl, and we were on rock and roll. Well, I have pictures of everything. And all of our pictures have time codes. And so, wait, so did the park not open till nine? The park was not supposed to open until nine. They let okay. us in at eight fifteen. That's right. That's right. And That's we right. were on rock yep. and roller coaster at eight twenty five. Amazing. But I mean, when we say we walked onto roll- rock and roller coaster, I mean we walked. No one was there. No one was there. Walked onto it. Yep. Ride to ourselves. Literally, like. Walked on and said to the guy, because there was nobody there, we're like, can we, can we have the front row? And he's like, yeah, just wait for the next car. And it came up and he's like, go ahead. And I was like, there's nobody here. Like, it was wild. It was was wild. wild. It was like having the park to ourselves for a little bit, which was great. Mm -hmm. So we we realized we had time for coffee uh, outside Tower of Terror. And then we went to uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I had never done. And we were there at 9 a.m. When the park was supposedly quote unquote opening, we were already on it. It was great. Uh, 9.19 a.m., we were on Rise of the Resistance. Our virtual (laughs) queue was called really early. Mm -hmm. No spoilers. We're never going to spoil Rise of the Resistance for you because I never wanted spoilers. But it was Ashley's first time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And? uh, I'm still still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. Like, it's, Yeah. yeah, that's all you need to know. No spoilers. I can tell you as someone who's been on it on both coasts, it is the same basically at both parks. That is the only thing I will say. Uh, We played around Galaxy's Edge. We did a little shopping, did some. uh, Oh, we should talk about the fact that we did PhotoPass. Yeah. So we um, we purchased Memory Maker, which was basically, uh, you know, one price for all of your photos for the the length of your stay. And so we took advantage of it. We just thought it would be fun to take advantage of photo pass and do some photos around the parks. And we had some like really, we had a lot of really cute photos and a lot of fun. And there were some really interesting ones. Um, we had like a 360 photo done in Hollywood mm-hmm. studios. We had a lot of magic photos done in the different parks. So we wanted like professional photos for the theme park ads. <laughs> so we thought it might be worth it rather than hiring a photographer. <laughs> to follow yeah, I mean, I think, I think our, our uh, aesthetic and what we got from PhotoPass were, were, are wildly different. But I will say that, like, yeah. PhotoPass is great if you want, because you get all the on-ride photos as part of it. 
Um, you know, you yes. can also get like if and when character pictures come back. Remember when seven we were exiting Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and they were like, Where do we go to get the photos? <laughs> and I was like, There's like this this oh gosh, they were so cute. And I was like, Oh, do you have photo the memory maker that photo they were like, Yeah and they're like, But don't we have to go and like buy it somewhere? And yeah, I was like, they No, were so it's cute. our No, they're just gonna show up on your app. They're like, Wait, they are? Like they were yeah. so they did not understand. They were like, No, are you no. sure? Well, be- and I was like, I mean I, it made I me know. think about like even think about it now like still like with splash mountain you can still go in and like purchase your photo and have it printed and put in a frame right but like that was the thing forever right it's like you went and bought it had it printed put in a frame still a thing of Um, many theme parks yeah but seven dwarfs mine train is so new that you that's not even there's not even a room in which you go and like look at them on a screen like it literally there's that does not exist that's crazy That's great. All yeah. right. So back to back to our day. Uh, 11.30 a.m. We had reservations at Oga's Cantina, oh uh, which oh, you have to do it. If you're a Star Wars fan, <laughs> you have to get reservations at you Oga's. Be on your, go on your app every day. <laughs> Make sure. Try to get those reservations or have Ashley try to get them for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Outer Rim, which is my absolute favorite drink at Oka's Cantina. It's a tequila beverage and it's got like maybe like a little orange taste in it and some of the foam on top, which is so good. That's like such a Disney thing is that that like alcoholic foam. But the best part is that they have this black salt on the rim that just goes perfectly with everything. I may have had two of them. It was delicious, but I dared Ashley to get the fuzzy tauntaun and she totally did it. Do you guys know about the fuzzy tauntaun? I mean, if they don't, they're about to learn about it. Fuzzy Tauntaun. Okay, so here's the thing. I knew nothing. Like, I didn't know. (laughs) I went into this experience. I wanted wanted zero clouding of my judgment. Like, I wanted to go in totally fresh, completely unaware, just like reading the menu and being like, oh, this sounds like something I would drink, right? Because there are certain things that I just don't like. So I ordered the Fuzzy Tauntaun. Actually, I'm pretty sure you and the bartender like teamed up and you're like you should order the fuzzy ta- yeah you should order the fuzzy taunt and i was like maniacal okay. laugh maniacal laugh because i'm clearly <laughs> um so susceptible to peer pressure these are the ingredients ciroc peach vodka bowls peach snaps and simply orange juice topped with tangerine and cane- pure cane sugar and some foam here's <laughs> some foam the drink itself is delicious right peach and orange like it's great the foam you ever eaten a lot of pop rocks at the same time and you get that like popping feeling take that but imagine that you're eating pop rocks after you've had a bunch of dental work done and are numb from novocaine because that's kind of like how it felt <laughs> it has mouth numbing foam on it it's yeah. like it's called buzz foam which is apparently fun fact made from an edible Sichuan flower that's supposed to be a natural painkiller i mean <laughs> yeah but Ashley also, did not okay. know this. We told her the bartender, it, although the bartender did tell you, that he was like, hey, don't inhale this. Yes. Like, don't you will, because it will yeah. hit the back of your throat and you'll feel like you're having an asthma attack. Just sip yeah, it. Which was very helpful. And I was very grateful for that. Um, that little heads up. But like when somebody tells you like it's, it's buzzy foam, like we, how do you interpret that in your brain? Right? Like you don't, what? It's a what? It's delicious. It was really fun. 
I'm actually kind of bummed I didn't get a second one. DJ yeah. Rex from the previous incarnation of Star Tours is up there spinning some tunes. Uh, everything is themed so well. All the servers are great. They they did such a great job. We got to sit at the bar, which is actually my favorite. I've sat in the booths and I've sat at the bar. And I prefer to sit at the bars because you can see more. When you're in the booth, you're sort of stuck just looking at the people. At your, not stuck looking at the people at your table, but you know what I mean? You're just sort of enclosed. So if you're Han Solo and you're having a conversation with, you know, someone else that uh, you might need to shoot under the table, like it's a good spot for you. But if you're not and you want to like look around at the bar, might not be the best best spot. So sit at the bar if you can. Uh, after that, I mobile ordered lunch at Woody's Lunchbox in Toy Story Land uh, because Ooh. I really wanted to try the vegan tachos that Sparkly Nicole told us about on her episode. And they were phenomenal. I can't say enough yummy things about those if you're vegan. Like the vegan cheese was good. The tachos were good. All good. Uh, And they had a gluten-free vegan um, tomato soup, which was phenomenal. Although kind of weird to be having like hot soup on like one of the hottest days of the year. It was like 90 something degrees outside and I was having tomato soup, but it was so worth it. And then I had a grown-up's lemonade. And this drink... I was immediately looking, how can I make this at home? Because (laughs) I loved this drink so much. It basically tastes like Kool-Aid spiked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it tastes like like purple Kool-Aid. Yeah. It's three olives, black cherry vodka, and Adwala natural lemonade, and frozen cherries with a little bit of sugar, a little bit of lemon. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Got to do it definitely try the grown-ups lemonade i wasn't for the like just to be the the opposite end i wasn't super into it but i also am not a big cherry fan so i knew going into it that like there was a likelihood that i probably wasn't gonna love it as much as you it was i enjoyed it like the couple sips i took it definitely was just not something that i would drink a ton of but if you are at all into like cherry flavored anything or berry flavored anything it is delicious In terms of rides at Hollywood Studios, I think that might have been all we did. Yeah, because at that point, we were kind of we're kind of over it. Slinky Dog had a super long wait. And that was the only other thing that was like a priority for us. And it was really hot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're we're like, okay, like by one, like, like three o'clock, two o'clock lines were the for Runaway Railway was like 120 minutes. Mm -hmm. And same for for Slinky Dog Dash. So we were like, you know what? Let's go change and go to Magic Kingdom. This was what we did. We took the Skyliner back to Pop. We changed and took a shuttle over to Magic Kingdom. So yeah, we were there and we went on Mine Train. Uh, We took pictures. We got ice cream, Space Mountain. The ice cream at Magic Kingdom, I was not happy with. The Plaza (laughs) ice cream wasn't open and we were in Tomorrowland and I got some soft serve and I was not very, that was not (laughs) the Disney ice cream experience I wanted to have. You need the hard scoop. You were also like really irritated that the cast member did not present you with the multiple topping options like you were like are there sprinkles and she was like yeah and you were like okay then i want sprinkles (laughs) i also have this thing where i really hate when hot they call something hot fudge and it's chocolate syrup like it's one of those things that like no it was not hot it was chocolate syrup 
well because it was hot outside but it wasn't no. hot fudge it was like it was like hershey syrup but in a thing no it was definitely this was is, not hot fudge this is what happens Ugh. when you travel with somebody who used to work in an ice cream shop it's true when i was a kid that was my first <laughs> job and like if something if they say something is hot fudge and it's actually chocolate syrup anytime it's gonna ruin my ice cream experience uh so whatever but we're in the magic kingdom so get over it jessica these are first world problems uh we had 6 30 reservations at crystal palace which mm -hmm. somehow in all of my years i had never eaten at the crystal palace in magic kingdom i don't know how that's possible uh it was 39 dollars per adult for their dinner menu uh, it's like a prefix kind of many, like you can choose only from a few things. Um, plus, you have to pay extra for the drinks, um, which I had the house-made white sangria, which was $11. Uh, so that was not bad, pretty good, especially mm -hmm. for the location of it being, you know, we had views of the castle. It was air-conditioned. Uh, normally, I believe the, the poo characters walk around. And um, they had a really great allergy-friendly menu. In fact, they had rolls, uh, gluten-free rolls that were so came exciting. out warm. Oh my gosh, I was so excited about this. I was able to eat rolls with butter. Uh, and then there was like a seasonal salad. And I had uh, catfish and shrimp. Catfish and grits? I had catfish, whatever the catfish yeah, was. I think it was grits. Dessert was a little disappointing as a gluten-free person. They only had like the enjoy life brownie and cookies, but it, they warmed it up for me and put it on a cute plate. So, you know, it was cute. It was fine. Ashley, meanwhile. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, so to be fair that like when this happens, the idea is that you, you are not one person eating this like uh, family style meal, right? Like the salad comes out and it's family style. Like in theory, these things come out oh. in their family style. Um, the only difference was okay. that because of the gluten, which is fine. It's just like why I couldn't finish my dinner because it was enormous. Um, but the desserts are quote unquote for the table. And there was like four different things on there. There was like a, like a key lime something. I can't even remember. They were delicious. Oh there was like something. There were like, like chocolate donut things with like, they were like delicious. Pour over syrup. Yeah. yeah. They were yeah. so good. Um, and it honestly was just kind of nice to like try a bite of this, try a bite of that and, and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the first time I had eaten there too. And normally it is a themed, uh, it's a character meal with Winnie the Pooh and friends and it's buffet style. So it was really fun to experience it in an environment where like, oh, it's, it's just different. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll go back to that. You know, I I, there's or been... they'll stick with the prefix. Yeah, for, there's like, been the conversation style. about it because like right now, Chef Mickey's, which is a buffet, is not they're doing it family style right so it's um so we'll see we'll see what they decide to do it'll be really interesting to see what happens yeah. but in any case the, i thought the food was really good i thought it was reasonably priced for what we paid the view was beautiful we sat at a yeah <laughs> we sat they sat us at a table that only like we could only sit next to each other <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was like, like a, a sweetheart table like, yeah it was like a little valentine's sweetheart so that table. was fun um <laughs> because we literally were just sitting next to each other staring at these other families and like looking out the windows towards it was the fine castle. it was fine towards the um, castle. but it just was one of those things was like oh, oh okay we are sitting yeah, next to each okay. other yeah and then we decided we had to go ride to splash mountain no matter how long the line was it was pretty long but when uh we got out of the ride uh the park was dark and, and empty. empty and 
because of the earlier timing that it was closing, um, because of the pandemic, uh, we basically got to see an empty-ish park, an mm-hmm. empty-ish adventure land, which was really exciting. Uh, we were kind of like dancing all around and like, <laughs> like it's fun to be at uh, Disney when it's like kind of closed-ish. And um, then we, you know, got some nighttime photos, which was great, and then finally left. And the big news is, <laughs> I finally saw what's it called? I the finally saw electric the water electric pageant. Water pageant. I can't call it the parade. I saw the electric parade, and they're like the main street. Like, no, 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 the electric water parade. No, the one on the, the electric water, water pageant. <laughs> I finally saw it. I I think that like it's not the type of thing that I would have like stopped to look at, except that now I know what it is. Yeah. And I think I had sort of just like seen it floating before and just been like, huh, what's that? And now knowing what it is and really being able to look at it, I was fascinated by <laughs> the best part about it. So, you know, listeners, if you if you've listened to our episode where we talked about this and Jessica had no like I think you thought I was making this up and it was like, this is a thing. I'm not making this up. The best part is like as we're leaving Magic Kingdom and we're heading towards the buses, I just happened to look up and I'm like, oh, look, the electrical water pageant's happening. And you're like, what? And I was like, look, and you took off. I mean, you like bolted. <laughs> I sprinted. Sprinted to the, the fence at the lake so you could watch it. And it was just the like greatest thing ever because I'm like, A, you can see it from here. You don't have to run, but okay. Yeah. But also I was like, vindication. Yeah. Like, yes, see, this yeah. is a thing. <laughs> I'm not making it, it up. It was great. I could have spent at least four more hours in the parks. Oh, yeah. Uh, it did feel somewhat early, but um, it was nice to, you know, be told that we had to go yeah. home, basically. And we got an early night's sleep so that we could get up Sunday. Let's move on to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. As we said, we started at Disney's Animal Kingdom because of Flight of Passage. So uh, we had to take the shuttle from our hotel. Mm-hmm. We were there at Disney's Animal Kingdom at 7.30 a.m. and they let us in and we were in line for Flight of Passage. Everybody who goes into Animal Kingdom at Rope Drop is running towards Flight of Passage. We did not run. We walked briskly, but we get there at 7.40. And keep in mind, the park does not open till 8. Quick thing on Flight of Passage, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Uh, The line is phenomenal. It might be the most beautiful of all of the park lines that I've ever seen. Name a prettier. I can't. Like a prettier park line. You know, it was, it's so beautiful. The Imagineers, shout out to Joe Rohde. It was just um, really beautiful. And I very much liked the ride. Although, you know, I, okay, but here you can't. They're two good. totally different. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you can't. Right, of stop course. comparing apples yeah. to to pears. Definitely beautiful. You for you forget oh gosh, that you're great. on a ride when you're on it. It was great. The last thing I'll say about it. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Something to note, uh, because Everest was closed, which we would have just immediately gotten on Everest, our favorite, you know, coaster, Ashley's favorite, and sadly it was closed. Um, something to note was that the food. None of, like, the food stations or areas or restaurants were opening until 11 a.m. So, so in, it's like... As things start to, like, reopen, yeah. you know, now there are places where you can get, you know, brec- like, breakfast stuff is coming back up. But in this period of time, it really, like, there was not a lot there. You could get coffee and you could get, like, baked goods. But we we were, like, hungry, hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, wanted breakfast. This has happened to me rope dropping other parks. 
um, where I have been like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. that, that place isn't open until 10. That place isn't open until 11. So if you've gone to a place and you did your run, you're like, there, I did it. Now I can relax and have some coffee. And, I'm, and you're like, oh, no, I, I might not be able to. Is this you think just pandemic or because I don't I know. Think, it's I think it's a mix of things. Now. I think it was partially like post pandemic reopening where, you know, Disney is just uh, short staffed in some spots. And also you have to remember that like they were limiting attendance. So they're, they, you know, from a business perspective, they're right. not going to open up something at 9am if like, they're not going to get a ton of traffic to it until 12 kind of thing. I think our biggest, honestly, the number one right. thing that we just needed really was coffee, which we achieved and were able to get very easily. But yeah, if you're yeah. looking for like, I mean, now, now you, there are breakfast options and you should be fine. You still might have to wait a little bit between when the park opens and when things open, but it definitely was not the same length of time. It would not be the same length of time that we waited. Right. Maybe, uh, you know, pack some extra bars if you're, yeah. you're rope dropping. Why not? Uh, the thing that we did decide to wait for, for their 11 a.m. opening is now one of my biggest recommendations, which is the Nomad Lounge. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the Nomad. This is our review of the Nomad Lounge. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You must Here's what you need to know about the Nomad Lounge, though, is that right now you cannot make a reservation for the Nomad Lounge. (laughs) So you have to, like, rope drop (laughs) the Nomad Lounge, (laughs) basically. Um, because they open at 11 a.m., you can't make a reservation. So you literally just have to go stand outside, like old school style, early. If that's where like, you want to go. And wait. Yeah. If you want to go right at the beginning. Or whenever you, whenever you might go. As of right now, as of recording this podcast, uh, there is no way to make reservations or get on a virtual right. line. You have to stand in an actual physical line. It's next to Tiffin's, for those of you who know that restaurant. And it's in the Discovery Island area. Uh, it's cocktails, it's appetizers. You can order stuff from the Tiffin's menu. It was phenomenal. There's was a, so the water. The First of all, the deck that it's on is super cute. The seating is adorable. They're like a mix of couches and cocktail tables. Um, you know, maybe not for a family. Uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend this. It's not like a character thing. But there were characters going by on boats, TBD, whether that will continue in the real world, in the future world. Uh, but there were characters going by. The service was fantastic. The drinks. The so drinks. Good. I had a drink called the Night Monkey, which was recommended to me by a friend of mine on TikTok. Shout out to Bethany Vinton. Love you, girl. Uh, she said you had to get the Night Monkey, which is rum, coffee, guavas, and cilantro. I know that sounds crazy. It was great. It was eclectic. All of the food is kind of like a... um. It has like influences from all over the world. It's super, such a great, great menu. And the drinks were phenomenal. Ash had the leaping lizard. So good. Ch- I think I chugged it by accident. Yeah. It was not intentional. <laughs> it was so great. It's nice. It's shady. And um, obviously, if you sit inside, it's air conditioning. But we recommend sitting outside on the patio if it's, um, if you can. So great. And uh, the number one reason I am personally recommending this is for all you gluten-free people out there, this is the one place currently on Disney property that has gluten-free churros. And I have talked to people that have regular churros, and they say these are even better than the Disney churros. 
they come with, they come in a little basket, fresh, with a chili strawberry sauce and a vanilla crema. So true story, I have footage of myself for TikTok where I'm trying one for the first time and being like, mm, like that's, you know, what you're trying to do. It's like, mm. but I had to turn my phone off because I almost started crying because I looked at Ashley and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, is this what churros is? <laughs> Which I is probably the best not, reaction of all time. I had not had a churro, everyone. Like, a real churro. And it was phenomenal. I finally get what all the hype is about. It's like French toast, but portable, but kind of crunchy. <laughs> it's, it's really good. And they were so good that I almost started crying. I, I, I have footage of just me saying, oh, my God, because I turned my phone off after it because I was having a moment of, like, is this what it is? Because <laughs> I was looking at you being like, "Is this is it? This is what a churro is? And you're like, yeah, these are churros. Yep. And the sauces are so good. The sauces that you get to dip them in. So uh, if you're a gluten-free person, you cannot miss the Nomad Lounge at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite places on property, for sure. So then uh, we, it was really, really hot there. We actually did a really funny TikTok of why Animal Kingdom is the hottest park. Check out our TikTok if you want to know the reason. If you have ever thought this to yourself, that it seems extra hot here. You are not imagining it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, we went back to Pop Century to change uh, around 1.30. And we rode the Skyliner over to Epcot. Epcot. We were at Epcot at 2 p.m. and we went straight to our reservation that we had at the Rose and Crown uh, to eat some lunch. Ashley Mm -hmm. had a beer flight. We shared a gluten-free charcuterie plate, which was like blue cheese cheddar, uh, Irish cheese. There was like an apple spread with caramelized onions and a Piccadilly spread and rice crackers. So nice that they had a gluten-free charcuterie plate for me. It was delicious. It was really good. I That like apple caramelized spread thingy, I that was delicious. It Yumsters. was really, really good. I want a whole jar of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a drink called the Welsh Dragon. And that was like a peach schnapps, melon liqueur, creme de menthe, OJ, and pineapple juice. And it comes in a souvenir cup from the Rose and Crown, and it was only $16. Only. That does seem like a lot of money, but for like, it was a really strong drink. And it came in a Rose and Crown souvenir mug. So that was great. It was huge. It was huge. And uh, again, I keep talking about being gluten free, of course, but if you know me, I had a gluten free vegetarian shepherd's pie. Oh my goodness. It might have been You vegan. also lost your mind about this one too. You were like, yeah. wait, what? That was massive. It comes out in this like skillet. It definitely could have been shared with two people. Um, it was really filling, which was good because I was going to have some drinks at Epcot. So um, I also can't recommend this enough. You have to like onions. Uh, it was very oniony, but it was really, really good. And I think you had fish and chips, right? Oh yeah. Always. Because when in Always. Rome. When in Rome. It was Flower and Garden Festival at the time. So there were like extra gardens, which was really beautiful, which was nice because the rest of the park was under construction, which we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about what we saw in the middle of Bay Lake that we wanted to vomit when we (laughs) saw the construction. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. Not talking about it. Not talking about it. Um, Went on Spaceship Earth. Just so much construction. Um, And then, of course, we started our drinking around the world officially. As we do 
in Mexico. Although we normally, mm-hmm. I normally start in Norway and then I backtrack, but we started in Mexico. So we didn't technically start drinking around the world in England, although we, I guess we kind of did, but we had the reservation. So, I, you know, it's fine. We didn't continue in that That's path. Fine. We went, we walked all the way around to start <laughs> our drinking around the world the way that we like to start it. And also we have a hot tip for drinking around the world. I think we've said this before, uh, but we split an avocado margarita. If you tell them, you're like, can we get an avocado margarita and split it for us? They will put it in two separate cups. They will line the both of the rims with salt. And usually you get a little bit extra, which is nice. Yeah, And then you're not drinking out of the same glass. And it's really they totally will do this for you for any drink. We did this with the avocado margarita. We later did it at uh, with the violet sake in Japan. And that's just a better way of being able to try more drinks. And we totally took advantage of that. Uh, I finally got to do the frozen ride. I'd not done frozen ever after. Frozen, what's it called? <laughs> so frozen ever frozen after. Frozen ever after. Yeah. Frozen, I, I got it right. I got it right. You did. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> the first time. First time. You didn't and rename had, it something um, else. I had a frozen Viking coffee at Kringla because my favorite's the Viking coffee, but they started doing frozen. Then why not? Uh, you got a drink in China. I did. I got a tipsy Kung ducks. Fu Punch. Oh, Kung Normally Fu Normally I go with the Tipsy Ducks, but I wanted to try something different. It was delicious. Yeah. Which is your favorite? Do you have a favorite between the two? Mm, they're just so different. Yeah. Because Tipsy Ducks is coffee, basically. It's like, like a like a really boozy uh, Dunkin' Donuts colada or like a Frappuccino. Yeah. And the Kung Fu punch is not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. fruity, citrusy. So they're both delicious. We didn't do the official drinking around the world and do 11 drinks because we just, we didn't need to be those people. Uh, but because I don't think we got a drink in Germany or Morocco. No. Right. And then in Italy, no. you had gelato. I did. You actually, you actually did. had two, two, two gelatos and did not I share I had with to me. try them both. Okay. <laughs> you didn't want, see, this is, all right. This is like the time. Like, this happens where I'm like, Jessica, would you like a gelato? No, 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 I'm good. I don't want any. Okay. So then I go and get, and I got two because I wanted to try them both. And then I start eating them and you were like offended that I didn't get you one. But I just <laughs> asked you if you wanted one and you said no. I was so like offended, but you licked both of them. <laughs> well, okay, but you said you didn't I want one. Bite. It's fine. If this is a newer gelato stand, how was the gelato? <laughs> It was delicious. It was amazing. And I can't Oh, tell me more about how great it was. The next time we go and you're like, and I'm like, Jessica, do you want gelato? And you're like, no. And I'm like, great. I'm going to get four. And I will hand two of them to you. I'm just kidding. I'm glad you enjoyed your gelato. It did look delicious. Uh, The violet sake. I definitely recommend the violet sake. That was so delicious. I don't even know how it was violet sake, but it was great. It didn't taste like like that tanginess that sometimes you get with. It was sweeter, uh, which was really nice. Uh, In France, you had uh, had a macaron ice cream sandwich at La Artisan de Glace, which is my favorite ice cream in Epcot, by the way. Go to France if you want good ice cream. We did the Beauty and the Beast sing-along there, (laughs) which I don't know that I would recommend that. We did it it's air we conditioned. Air conditioned. Yeah, I mean that was really the thing. It was like it's air conditioned and it's open. It was cute. It was it was cute. It wasn't like yeah. The best was part fine. was the um the best part was the museum in front because they have some yes. costumes from Beauty and the Beast and some of the movie props and things like that. And um yeah, I I thought the little museum part was the best part. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was yeah. really cute. 
But France is so beautiful. Ratatouille wasn't open yet. It's probably open by the time this is out. And, um, <laughs> you know, we just like sat on a bench and had our ice cream. I had the chocolate macaron ice cream sandwich. They're known for their um, like ice cream on a beignet or something, right? No, it's um, you're thinking it? of the like the ice cream float, like the alcohol, like the. Oh, yeah. The um, ice cream martini. Yeah, yeah. I was totally yes. planning on getting yes. the ice cream martini. But then I saw their chocolate macaroons and it, they're gluten free. I can't help myself. So I had a yeah. chocolate macaroon. You get to choose which ice cream you want. And I chose chocolate. And we sat on a bench and we watched the Skyliner and we watched the sunset. It was gorgeous. Then we kind of skipped England. I think we did a little shopping there. We did. Then we went to Canada. Because you wanted an Ottawa apple. I wanted an Ottawa apple, which was really hard to find. You have to sort of know where to go. And I will just say that if you're interested, it's in a little booth where they do the maple popcorn in Canada. So follow your nose (laughs) to the maple popcorn. (laughs) And at that booth, ask for an Ottawa apple. It's on the menu. It's kind of hard to see. Or, of course, it was for us at night and after multiple drinks and sugar. So, Uh, yeah. So this was the thing I wanted to talk about. Is that I oh. realized like two weeks ago, literally two weeks ago, it's been like months since we went on this trip. We didn't eat anything after lunch. We had all of the ice creams. Okay. We had like <laughs> one ice cream each. But I'm yeah, saying like we didn't, right. we didn't eat it. any. Like yeah. <laughs> we literally did not. My food. We had, my shepherd's pie was really filling. I know. And you're right, we didn't. But we the didn't. The frozen eat... Viking coffee was kind of like a Stop milkshake. Stop trying to justify this. Like, I'm saying that we did not <laughs> Well, eat... I'm just impressed that we didn't get sick. I'm impressed that we didn't get sick or that we weren't, like, stumbling. Oh. with. Uh, but we did split drinks. We did split a couple of them. And we yeah. didn't do all the countries. No, that's true. Uh, let, let me tell everybody about this Ottawa apple, though. Because, okay, once again... My girl, Bethany Vinton on TikTok. (laughs) She knows where all the best drinks are in Disney. And she was absolutely right. This was Maple Crown Royal. Yes. Right away. You're already in, right? Maple Crown Royal with cranberry juice and like sour apple schnapps. It's like a a red icy drink. It's so delicious. Must do. Hard to find, though. And then uh, we we closed out the park. Mm -hmm. uh, And we went back to Pop Century and figured out that you could mobile order alcohol (laughs) and sat by the pool. And waited for our friend Brian, who you know from season one, Brian Cavallaro, uh, who we talked to in season one about... Your local corn maze. Right. About Halloween Horror Nights and our local corn maze. And your local Jabberwockies. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and uh, I think we might be hearing from Brian again in season two. So <laughs> we definitely will be. So that was the end of our Walt Disney World weekend right there. I did end up going to Universal, which we will absolutely talk about in another episode. But I have to still ruminate on that a little bit. I still have (laughs) thoughts going around in my head. Um, So many thoughts. So many thoughts. But that was our trip to Walt Disney World. We had a great time and proved that absolutely you can do four parks in two days. Obviously, you don't get to do everything. Everything. I wouldn't have called it relaxing it was <laughs> no pretty intense i mean we had we had relaxing moments where we sat and we, we but we've been there before we weren't first timers obviously and yeah. you know we had specific things that we wanted to do and food we wanted to try and you know reservations and that sort of thing um obviously because there was no shows or fireworks you know it was sort of limited at the time but it was still really great and a good way to really like you know hopefully kick off uh season two of our show (laughs) yeah i mean we really did like we we really as much as we did a lot or it sounds like we did a lot we actually 
moved pretty slow. Like we really didn't rush yeah. around and like took long meals and like set like we would get ice cream and just like sit for a little bit and just people watch. And so I just love. Yeah. Which is just great. I mean, even like you said, you know, it was as hokey as it sounds, like watching the sunset in France when we ate our ice cream. Like it just was nice to have those like moments where we just didn't feel like go, 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 go. Yeah. And I think that's just because we went into it knowing like this is another suggestion I would recommend if you are whether you've been there a zillion times, you're going for your first time, like just set those expectations of like these are the things you want to do. You absolutely like if you could only do two things in a park, these are the two things you want to do because inevitably, you know, stuff happens. Like we wanted to go on Everest and we didn't get a chance to do it. Um, you know, we didn't go on Big Thunder Mountain and we wanted to. You know, there were certain things we just didn't get to do, but it didn't it didn't affect our experience because we committed ahead of time like these are the priorities. Everything else is just a bonus. And we we also got up early. <laughs> right. And also, I have to just really shout out you. You did such a great job what? of getting us the reservations and planning out things so well in ways that I might not have thought of. And <laughs> that just really helped. The more you do ahead of time, the easier your trip will be. And honestly, like... We didn't break the bank too much, so I feel like we can no. go back again pretty soon. Yeah, so, yeah we really did. We didn't. also sort I mean, of had that in the back of our minds too, because it yeah. wasn't a week long trip. We condensed everything, and we were able to get the stuff done that we want and not have to, you know, be broke. No, I mean we definitely like there were parts where we saved money, like you know we had um, groceries delivered to the room ahead of time, so we had like water bottles that we could, you know, refill our refillable yep. waters, and like you know there were just certain things that we did that we planned ahead for and that saved us money like we did not buy water or if we did it was yeah. like rare while we were in the parks because we had refillable water bottles we would just go over to like the fountains and refill them so you know it's just things like that where it can really make a difference and then you know splitting drinks in epcot skipping meals apparently you know that all like saves you money yeah. so <laughs> just uh you know i mean that's <laughs> literally can't believe I mean, no joke, it's been months. And the other day I was like, wait a second, we did not totally eat dinner. Right. That, we we did really didn't. Wow. This explains wow. why I ordered every potential snack food item from that the Pop Century Quick Service. Because you, you I really was hungry. That's funny. Oh my gosh. And then said it, it was for Brian, but... It was really for me. Well, anyway, if you have questions for us, please reach out to us. Uh, our website is themeparkettes.com. Obviously, we're on TikTok at themeparkettes, on Insta at the theme parkettes. Uh, I'm also on Insta personally. You can reach out to me at actor Jessica Gardner. And I'm at Happy Go Ashley. Yeah, and check out our website. You really have to see the work that Ashley put in. There's like a cute new forum on our website uh, where you can fill out what you're looking to do for a Disney trip and she gets back to you and it's just an easier way to start your planning if you're going to do yeah. it. Do it. Boop, boop. Lots of stuff coming this season. Lots of really exciting things. All different kinds of theme parks that we've never covered before that we're really excited. And some history and mm -hmm. uh, some definitely some shopping. Get ready for a couple shopping episodes. Some hot tips and some hot takes. Some like drop the mic hot takes. Ooh, they're coming. They're coming. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. thank you, everybody. Please leave us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. <laughs> 
We are Jessica and Ashley, the theme parkettes. And hey, if you see us eating all of the gluten-free churros at the Nomad Lounge, please come up to us and say hi. Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody. See you in the next episode.